you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is the Passover. Again, we're still in Exodus. Moses went to Pharaoh and said, If you don't let the Israelites go, God will send locusts like you have never seen. They'll cover the land and eat anything that wasn't destroyed by the hail. Pharaoh's officials begged him, Please let them go. Egypt is already destroyed. So Pharaoh said to Moses, The men may go and worship. Moses said, When we leave, we'll take everyone with us, men and women, young and old. We'll also take our animals with us. Pharaoh became angry. Absolutely not. He then had them thrown out of his court. The next day, Moses stretched out his staff and the locusts came. Never had such a swarm of locusts invaded Egypt. They ate every green thing on the land. They were everywhere and even invaded the houses. Pharaoh quickly called for Moses. He said, I'm sorry for my sin. Please ask God to take the locust away. Moses prayed to God, and a wind carried the locust into the Red Sea. Not one remained. When they were gone, Pharaoh again turned against God and the Israelites. God then told Moses to stretch his hand toward the sky. When he did, darkness covered the land of Egypt. It was so thick the people could feel it, and they couldn't see anything. It lasted for three days. Still, the Israelites had light in their homes. Pharaoh called Moses to him and said, I'll allow your people to go worship in the desert, but leave your flocks and herds. Moses shook his head. No, we'll take everyone and everything, including the animals. Pharaoh once again became angry. I'm not letting the people go. Now get out of here and don't ever come back. Mark my word. If I ever see your face again, you'll die. The Lord told Moses, I'll bring one more plague upon the Egyptians, and then Pharaoh will let the people go. He'll insist that you leave. Give my people these instructions. Each family is to select a one-year-old male lamb with no defects. They are to kill it and smear its blood above the door and on the doorposts. The people are to stay inside their houses. They won't be safe outside of their houses. Roast the meat of the lamb and eat it with your coats and sandals on, as if in a hurry. If it's too much for one family to eat it all, they're to invite another family to join them. At midnight, I'll go throughout the land of Egypt and kill the firstborn of every family, from Pharaoh's house down to the lowest slave. But when I see the blood on your houses, I'll pass over you and won't kill your firstborn. The Israelites did exactly as God instructed. That night, the Lord moved across the land of Egypt and killed the firstborn of every household. He even killed the firstborn of their livestock. There was loud crying and screaming in the night because no household escaped this judgment of God. Yet the Lord passed over the houses of the Israelites when he saw the blood on their doorposts. Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and yelled at them, Go, go, take your people, take your flocks and go. All the Egyptians wanted the people to go because they were afraid that they might all die. They gave them things made of gold and silver so the people left. 
while it was still night. From that day on, the Israelites were to observe the Lord's Passover every year. It was to be a reminder of what God did for them that night. Today's commentary is going to focus on two particular verses, Exodus 15.3 and 15.4. First, let me read 15.3. It's part of the Song of Moses, and it simply states, The Lord is man of war. The Lord is his name. The commentary, again from the Evidence Bible, skeptics claim that this verse contradicts numerous others that call God, quote, the God of peace, end quote. For example, uh, Romans 15.33. The Bible tells us that God fought many wars for Israel to destroy wicked nations and that he promises, quote, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, end quote. Philippians 4.7. To all who repent and trust the Savior. It is clear that Exodus 15.3 is a reference to war while Romans 15.33 simply refers to peace of mind. So again, which peace are we talking about? So... Don't be tripped up if somebody brings that one up to you. Now on to verse 15.4. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. All right. The comment, the question that might come up is that God violates the laws of nature and of logic, okay, to, especially to our young college-educated millennials and so forth. They're, they're, everything's got to be logical to be believable. Well, God can and does defy human logic. His very omniscience is illogical. I mean, how can he be aware of every thought of every human heart at one time? That's Psalms 139, 1-10. That makes no sense. We struggle to entertain two thoughts at once. I mean, try it. Uh, not while you're driving or something like that, but go ahead, try it, to actually think of two things at once. As a matter of fact, I've heard it said that it's actually impossible to multitask. You cannot do more than one task at once. You're doing bits of two tasks or three tasks at once. You're going from one to one to one to one, going in circles, but you're not actually doing two things at once. Our brains don't function that way. Anyway, reading on, opening the Red Sea is not logical. How did the water stand upright on each side of the Hebrews as they walked through on dry land? Where was gravity when this went on? It is not logical to feed 5,000 people with the five loaves and two fish. How were the fish multiplied? Did new fish appear, or did the two miraculously divide into thousands of pieces? Then again, invisible television waves making live news anchors appear in our home does not make sense either. Neither is it logical that old movies invisibly and instantly turn into full color, speed through the air, and manifest themselves on my TV screen. Nor does it make sense that a 747 jet floats through the sky looking effortlessly, packed with hundreds of people. Instant communication via email uh, with family or friends across the world is not logical. I mean, how can I email digital photos? Photography, both still and video, makes no sense. Imagine trying to explain the concept to someone like Galileo, right? He would think you're nuts. So many natural things that we now take for granted defy the logic of earlier days. So it is not logical using that word again, it is not logical to reject the idea that the creator of this universe, the one who created the laws of nature, could turn water into wine, still storms, curse a fig tree, and raise the dead. God made the sea. He can part it if he so desires. He also can walk on it. Since he created the human body, he can fix it without medicine. 
He can create pillars of salt, pillars of fire, and pillars of goose feathers if he wanted to. A virgin birth, no problem. Resurrection, easy. That's Acts 26.8. If I acknowledge that a supernatural creator exists, everything becomes possible. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.